Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. I'm Elliot Dagger. Time now to shine the spotlight on China. In today's edition, it's all about China's presence or lack of presence at the G20 summit. On the line with me is Dr. Oe San, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, all the way in England. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing okay. Nice to speak to all of you from England. And Wales. <laughs> <laughs> so the talk of the town is Chinese President Xi Jinping skipping the G20 summit in India. Instead, Chinese Premier Li Qiang was at the summit. President Joe Biden of the United States voiced his disappointment. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, and, and is it fair to call it a snub to India? Well, not really. I think primarily because, uh, well, Xi and the Indian Prime Minister, Mr. Modi, they met in Johannesburg just about a week or so ago. And I think uh, for, from Xi's perspective, he would not like to uh, so-called share the limelight, not so much with Modi, but with the American President Joe Biden. And U.S. and China are not in the best of talking terms. And if they do meet each other, well, each side would have their propaganda. And then uh, it, it would be, in a sense, somewhat of an escalation if those wordings were not so nice. Yeah, It's interesting, Dr. Oyu. I mean, there are a few parts here, right? One, it's also about image and how you appear. I like how you say presidency maybe doesn't want to share the limelight. But you know, we can't help but notice that a lot of the conversations around G20 was about shaping that narrative and moving away from China's influence or trying to ensure that there's no China dominance. Would you say they've been successful? Are we expecting a response from President Xi? Well, I think India uh, certainly would like to uh, sort of, in a sense, raise its uh, profile and especially its uh, economic uh, profile. There is this, for example, uh, somewhat of an economic corridor linking India to the European Union and the rest of Middle East and so on. So, well, yeah, I mean, in a sense, uh, in the absence of uh, C, India raised its uh, profile a little bit. But Mm. let's see how it uh, would proceed from here. Uh, Fair to speculate or to view this as perhaps even uh, China's shifting of, how should I put it, diplomatic priorities. Well, of course, China has been doing that uh, over the past few years as it uh, places uh, more importance in its uh, relationship with the developing world or the so-called global South. I think from our perspective, from the perspective of Southeast Asia, we just hope that China will redouble its effort in in its uh, economic interaction with us, namely do more trade Mm. and investment with this part of the world. Yeah, Yeah, we certainly could use it. Okay, uh, let's talk about U.S. President Joe Biden meeting with Chinese Premier Li Qiang, uh, Biden's national security advisor, initially said that there was no intent to engage with Mr. Li, but a meeting did happen. What changed that uh, perhaps caused this? Well, number one, I think it's a rather low-key meeting. I mean, there was no official 
sort of pronouncement from both sides. It's just that uh, Joe Biden, during his uh, subsequent Vietnam trip, uh, yeah. sort of mentioned that, oh, I met with Lee Chiang and, and so on. And number two, of course, uh, you know, a U.S. president uh, meeting only the premier of China. It doesn't look so good, bro, you know, from a U.S. Uh, perspective. But I think the U.S. Uh, went ahead and uh, did it primarily because, again, I think they are very intent upon establishing more communication channels with uh, China. That's why you saw previously a lot of uh, visits by the U.S. Secretary of State and uh, many other officials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's funny because uh, it's like not quite good enough for, for, for the photographs, yet this happens to be the most senior level interaction between the U.S. and China in nearly 10 months. No doubt Taiwan was brought up and that's where Mr. Biden said that China is not in the position to invade Taiwan after his meeting. Now, people will agree or disagree. What's the academic analysis of this? What are your thoughts on this issue, Dr. O? Well, of course, sometimes we would uh, need, uh, well, we will hope that uh, such decisions as to war and peace would be uh, made in the most uh, rational manner, whether, you know, there would be uh, what kind of percentage of Mm. success and so on. Mm. But sometimes, uh, well, decisions, uh, momentous decisions such as this, whether to engage in war and so on, sometimes they are made, uh, for example, due to domestic exigencies is due to uh, domestic concerns that there's a sentiment uh, going for war and you have to, yeah. uh, in a sense, follow through and, and so on. So, frankly speaking, t- I think t- everybody around the region, we are still uh, paying a lot of attention yeah. whether there will be conflicts over the Taiwan Strait. Yeah, yeah and we certainly hope that doesn't happen. Although that might be the last thing on presidency's mind. His plate's quite full. Uh, now he's got uh, Italy's Prime Minister, Giorgia Meloni, signaling to China that Italy has plans to exit the Belt and Road. Your thoughts on the possibility of Italy leaving this initiative? How big a blow would this be to China? Well, Italy was one of China's staunchest allies uh, within the European Union itself, and that's why there was this signing of the Belt and Road uh, initiatives and you know the so-called rolling out of projects in Italy and so on. But I think the new Italian government they are having second thoughts. Number one, there is of course the the ideological uh, component to it, uh, namely they might not see eye to eye with uh, China and so on. But number two, I think it's more. Pro- Prominently, namely, some of those uh, projects might not have been rolled out so successfully. Some of the railroads, for yeah. example, might not have even started. So the Italian side was, in a sense, you know, still trying to make their complaint heard. But I think if China were to redouble its efforts, for example, indeed uh, start building those railroads, well, then the Italian side might uh, soften up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, I'm on the line right now with Dr. O. A. Sansi. A fellow Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Uh, down to just one uh, final issue, Dr. O, and this is uh, with regard to two men being arrested in the UK under the Official Secrets Act amid reports a parliamentary researcher has spied for China. It was in the news and we had the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak confronting Mr. Lee on this uh, matter towards the end of the G20 summit. Can we talk a little bit about this uh, confrontation? How has China painted its interaction with the UK? 
Well, number one, I think this the, the details are still uh, coming out uh, as to uh, you know who were arrested and uh, when they were arrested and so on. From what I learned here in England, apparently at least one person was arrested even back in March and not so uh, recently. Number two, of course, the Chinese side would proclaim their uh, innocence, they're nothing to do with this and so on. So, but there's a lot of pressure, I think, here in the United Kingdom from the Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister's own party, to uh, to to act tough on uh, China. This is very similar in the U.S. You know, the Democratic Party is pressuring Biden to yeah. so-called act tough on uh, China, right? So how he would uh, gingerly balance the two, I think, would uh, be one of the challenges of his premiership. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're certainly spreading your expertise, Doctor Osun. You'll be our UK correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> I've been speaking with Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Thank you so much, Dr. O. You take care and have a safe trip, yeah? Well, thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at